the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. It's great to stay up late. Good morning. Good morning to you. This is WPTF Radio, Raleigh, North Carolina. And I'm Reese Edwards. Hello, everybody. Atlantic Coast Conference Tournament Basketball is on the air. This is Wally Osley. This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday. WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Kemp. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, yo. Well, that's good. This is Art Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Chris Cooley, Sam Beard, and Jim Reed, and Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam, and greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturn, we send as our best. This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us. This is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Raley and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF Record Vault. Good morning to you. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 10.09. Mike Rayley here along with Ann Clapp and Rufus Edmonston and our friend Gerald Adams, who is uh, semi-in charge. You're, you're, you're sort of in charge at Centennial Campus. You're in charge of the plants. Or are you in charge of the... I'm in charge of all the maintenance, grounds maintenance. I'm in charge of all the horticulture. Okay, stuff. there you go. It gets very specific at universities. We got it? lots of little divisions and things. Uh, yeah. I was used to just being in charge of everything at the governor's side, mansion, from irrigation to planting to you know the whole nine yards. So it's nice for me to be able to fuss at somebody besides myself. <laughs> well, there you go. That's one. That's certainly one way to look at <laughs> yeah. it. But I've never had anybody to, uh, under me. <laughs> there's, some, there's always been somebody over me and, uh, and uh, fussing at me. Get this done. No. 
uh, so lots of plant. You told us uh, in the first hour of the show there are lots of containers out there for various reasons. We, we do. And, and other things. So you got to plant something in them and – uh, there are things. It's nice that, if it's alive. <laughs> what certainly you is. There. You got to water it though. Yep, sure and do. That's uh, out, we've got a lot of blooming plants, annuals in our um, in containers. Lots of them now. But uh, we've been uh, Melissa has been really good about watering things. I've watered some, but uh, it's things have really done well this year. We we've had only up until really the last couple of the weeks maybe two two and a half weeks as it got seriously hot and we've not had that little weekly rainfall Uh that we seem to be getting most of the first part of the summer and Mm. that's put things ratcheted things up a notch let's go to ray he's been waiting a while ray thank you very much for your patience my friend how's everything in nashville north carolina well i'd say everything's going good uh how your greenhouses well Actually, uh, uh, the boss lady just uh, yesterday uh, killed up our volunteer garden. We have a volunteer garden that just does whatever it wants, and uh, we gathered everything out of that. And she pulled stuff out of the greenhouse she had going and redoing another one, and it's taking off. It, it, it's kind of getting ridiculous, but you know, we're hanging in there with it. We're just getting the grandkids out there and making them harvest all this stuff. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's they're learning, and they're having a good time, I'll bet. Oh, they think they're oh boy, they just think they're it and they're pulling up. We get we can't get the tomatoes and the jalapenos to stop. They're just they're, it's kind of ridiculous. So we're she's going gung ho making a stewed tomatoes and uh, starting to freeze stuff. So that, that that went over too well probably the uh, greenhouse, but it it's all right. But uh, actually, I had a question about uh, grass. Uh, a lot of centipede down in Nash County. What kind do you have? <laughs> Well, actually, yeah, we we do have centipede, but uh, but uh, boss lady wouldn't put uh, uh, some Bermuda like neighbor had, so she did that, and like everything she touches, it took off. Yeah, well, Bermuda crazy will do that, <laughs> and it, it it's growing like crazy, really. But what I was curious about is, I, I, I you know I'm uh, working, I didn't get to hear everything uh, y'all said. I, then you say there's a certain number of hours of daylight for your grasses when you're seeding them because she wasn't successful in the front yard and uh, i was going to try to bring that information home to her about a certain number of uh, hours of sunlight for uh, putting down seed six hours Which, of sunlight normally for a warm season grass yeah uh, and, and there's some debate too over well is that pure six hours of sun is that six hours total for the day how do you count in dappled sunlight that's Mm. kind of the tricky part there sometimes people that have a lot of dappled sunlight but not as many hours of full sun you know and pumpkin asked me that when she put that she got because our front yard has very large trees and so you get all these breaks you get quite a bit of sun and actually we don't time it or nothing but uh i was i was trying to figured out by listening to you all and i said i can't really remember but uh i guess we get enough sun so we don't have a lot of little trees up there we just got some big ones so we do get sun but not all the time so i was just trying to figure out how to give give pumpkin an answer to that so yeah uh, this the six hours of sun total during the day is going to be a good rule of thumb if you're up under a large oak tree or anything kind of that puts, produces a lot of shade it's not going to grow up under there 
because it's got to have that sunlight year-round, and it's got to have it particularly in the summertime when it's actively growing. But between them, that wouldn't be an issue. And what we do, we just we make big natural areas, and we grow it where it can get the sun. So the best thing to do is, is uh, do the centipede in a situation like that. Is that right? Well, no, the centipede, I mean, the Bermuda should do as well. Uh, in oh. the amount of sun. Now, Mike was talking about somebody in his yard early today who seemed like his centipede was growing in some less sun or shady of areas. It's shady. And, and was, was alive, not as thick as it was in the sun, but still looked looked pretty good. Yeah, very so, healthy. Uh, I, I can't say that as many of the times when we get to talking about Bermuda. Okay, I got you. So you just got to kind of work with not exact science and just get as much sun as you can that's right i mean they do make these meters you buy you can put out that will tell you how much sun you got over 24 uh hours so ray are you cranking something you got <laughs> you got a uh oh you guys can hear that yeah, yeah. oh yeah man. yeah <laughs> what, what are you working on put the spark plug in right yeah i got uh I, i'm making the internet great again i got one uh one one uh left before i go home and start working <laughs> right now i got a I got to do work for uh, uh, everybody else right now, but then I got to head to the house and do whatever function <laughs> has lined up for me. She wants okay. that information on that grass. So I don't know if I'm gonna have to do on that or what, but but yeah, that's what I got. One more thing, I'm cranking up a uncranking latch here, so I uh, make the internet great again. Okay, well uh, everybody wants that, so. It's one of those things you got to do to so do you, line with the money. You know? Do you do you remember what to tell your wife about the grass? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm pretty much going to tell her uh, that uh, you confirmed that we are pretty much screwed in the front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blame it on us. I'm not sure that's exactly the way we put it, but <laughs> no, I'll come up with I, I'll come up with something like uh, Rufus would say. I'll throw some politics in there. Yeah, you absolutely. Well, you let me tell you what, Ray. You, <laughs> Clover will grow in your front yard, yes. I promise you. <laughs> and it's good for it. It's good for so it. So you guys been by my house. You, you've seen the clover. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with clover. Clover and weeds, as long as it's green. Hey, hey it works this way. I got a two-story colonial, so, you know, colonial houses have a little bit of everything the way I look at it. So. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's Certainly. Old. That's what I've told Rufus. He has a Jeffersonian <laughs> garden uh, landscape. It's an old house, so it should, it should go. Nash County yeah. don't have all perfectly brand-new homes, so. No. <laughs> That's right. I love old houses, Ray. Appreciate all the information, though, guys. Thank you very much for calling us, Ray. Have a good day, Ray. Bye. Have a good day. Yes, sir. Bye. Joe is in Raleigh. Hey, Joe. Hey. Good morning. Yes, ma'am. I've got a question about my group, Mansia. I heard you all talking about them, I don't know, a week or so ago. Uh, I've got maybe seven of them scattered around my yard, and they're not doing too well this year. None of them have set buds yet, um, and they're losing their lower leaves. I don't know whether that's a deer eating it or what, but I wondered if any of you all who have them have had any blooms or buds yet. Uh, which which Is that particular? Angel trumpet? Yeah, which right. particular uh-huh. one? Do, mm-hmm. do you know the variety that you have? What color is it? Oh, it's kind of a peachy color um how how long is or have you had them planted did you just plant them this year you've had them two three oh, four no, they, they've been in the ground for 
oh several years now anyway about how tall is the are the ones that you have now well almost as tall as i am usually uh this year they haven't grown that tall I remember Rufus and some of you saying yours had not set buds yet either, and we wondered if the heat. I have had mine blooming most of the summer, the ones I've had in containers, but I planted two in the ground this year once I found that this variety I have will parentalize here. They have not had as many uh, uh, buds on them and blooms as the ones that I put in the planters. And I'm thinking part of the reason is we water the planters religiously. Where we've got these two planted in the ground, we don't water at all. And I think it's a combination of a little bit of heat stress, but in particular uh, a little bit of a drought stress lately. You know, some of the angel trumpets are a little slower to get blooming. And the first part of the summer when we had plenty of rain, they got them growing well. And now that it's really time for them to thrive blooming, I think that may be some of your problem. Um, yeah. That's why I asked you about the size plant. It doesn't sound like the size of the growth is stunted on the yeah, plant. Well, some, of, some of them are pretty short. They're only about a foot tall, maybe the ones I put in like last year. But um, And I can't think of the name of it. If you would say it, I would know it. Um, Charles Grimaldi's the yellow one that's probably the most famous, but I might yeah. would try uh, some Bloombuster fertilizer. Some oh, of really? the even as hot as it is, you would still uh, when out. when it breaks out down next week and cools off a little bit. Uh, you're gonna I'd use one of the water soluble ones, something like a ten thirty ten. That higher level of, of phosphorus might be able to help trigger some bloom set for you because you still got plenty of time. I mean, I they could bloom to Halloween. Yeah, yeah, I know they can. Um, okay, what is your variety that you're having luck with? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I bought the cuttings uh, privately myself off the internet out of Florida. It's a uh-huh. the when it's in before the bud opens, it's yellow ringed on the outside. It opens to a pink bloom. Wow! And every now and then, some of the pink pink blooms will turn white. But, oh, you don't but, see that very often. Not, it's mostly the yellow. But not all that much. So uh-huh. I do not know the actual cultivar, but I left two in the ground last winter to see if they would come back, and they both are thriving now. So yeah. I added some of the ones I saved in the greenhouse into other locations, permanent locations. Yeah, I think it's gotten warm enough around here now uh, in Raleigh area that you can still make it through the winter now. Mine used to not get through the winter, but... Uh, it, it, up until I tried this one, which was a pure experiment that I brought to campus, the Charles Grimaldi, which is the bright yellow, big, huge bloom, has been yeah. probably the most cold-hardy variety that I'm familiar of to plant in the triangle. Uh, yeah. That that one has done well here for, you know, 25 years plus. Mm. Okay, so some water-soluble fertilizer. Um what did you say? Did you say a, a brand or something? Uh, there's not a brand you will see, but look, the key is the middle number should be triple uh-huh. the first and last number. I actually oh, okay. use a variety that's like 10, 30, 12 or, or something like that that I use, but okay. it actually says bloom buster on the well, bag, but that's you won't triple the amount of the middle number phosphorus from potash or nitrogen the first and last number. Uh-huh. All right. Well, thanks so much for your help. Enjoy the show.
Joe, how long have you been calling us or listening to the show? Oh, <laughs> a long time. Like I, I, did you used to call Ask Your Neighbor? I don't think I go back quite that far. Okay. I was just wondering, your voice is so familiar. I I appreciate you being so loyal. Oh, oh yeah. Listen, it's a a Saturday morning thing for me, no matter where I am. Anyway, and I'm glad you've got podcasts now. I used to try to figure out my own way to yourself if I wasn't here with two radios and a tape recorder. I have uh, podcast apps on my phone and and the photo of – Rufus and Ann and me pops up during the show or sometimes later on for uh, the different hours of the Weekend Gardener. Apple, you can get it on Apple Podcasts or Google or or most of any of the podcasts, and, of course, at WPTF.com. But thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. yeah, well, thank you all for what you do. I yeah. really enjoy it. Thank you so much. Have a nice day, Joe. Thanks. You okay. too. Bye. Goodbye. Joe has been calling us a long time. Uh, very very nice voice. She and she she knows her stuff too. She's you can tell she's a really good gardener. By the way, something somebody showed me a, uh, that we were on live on TV, not TV, but on video from the farmers market. Somebody was videoing that. Oh, so that's, that's, it was probably the CIA. And, and I didn't see anybody with a camera. You know, CIA has been. I mean, yeah. they're, they're rumblings. There, there we were, and Sam was sitting there. At the, at the... It's because Tom Campbell was with us. Maybe so. Yeah, that's right. He's the he's he's famous. Yeah. Of course, but you and you and Tom. Uh, I just uh, saw Reuters has, is reporting a major earthquake struck western Haiti this morning. Boy, uh, that poor country! Shock waves across the Caribbean. Seven point two earthquake uh, struck. Five miles from, I can't pronounce the, the name of the town. That's French. What more could come to that? I know. That country? Well, how <laughs> awful. But uh, and there, there, there is some danger of a regional tsunami. There is a warning oh, out, but they have some collapsed buildings, people fleeing. I'm sure we'll hear more about that on uh, CBS. Uh, major earthquake in Haiti this morning. <laughs> more of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 1024. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. And as far as we know, one of the oldest radio shows, continuously running radio shows in the country. Uh, we we can't... Um, music and the Spoken Word, I think, is the oldest radio show in the, in the country, uh, followed by the Grand Ole Opry. I'm not sure what comes next, but uh, the Weekend Gardener, Tar Heel, Tar Heel Gardener Weekend Gardener program, it was first called the Tar Heel Gardener back in 1945. But uh, that we're one of the longest running, continuously running uh, shows on radio, which is nice. That is we were uh, We were still talking, we were talking off the air about angel trumpets uh, again. And uh, I've never had one. You didn't before. know that angels had well, trumpets. I did, but uh, <laughs> I'll bring you some cuttings, and because I I grow, I, when I cut them back, I root cuttings to grow for the following year because I've been using them a lot in planters because they grow so fast, do so yeah. well in the heat, and the deer leave them alone. We got about twenty seconds. Uh, 
do you plant them in the sun? Yes, they, 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 there's no such thing as too much sun, and they probably need at least six hours, I would think. Okay, very good. Other than, other than that, they perennialize pretty well? Well, some I don't know. Some, some of the cultivars used to be not like it if you got down below 20. Uh, and, of course, they die back when, you know, with frost on them. So right. you it, it's, you got to protect them. If you don't know the somehow. variety, you need to do a little re- research about it beforehand. But uh, spectacular. All right. We'll be back. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 10.34, Mike Rayley here along with Gerald Adams. And uh, Rufus had to leave. He has a... You know, He's a man about town. He's a famous person. He had another engagement that he had to leave a little early for this morning. So Rufus will be back with us next week. Uh, Bill is in Willow Spring. Good morning. How are you doing there, Bill? Hello. Yes, sir. How can we help you, Bill? Yeah, thank you for letting me on. Sure. Um, I have a bunch of uh, watermelons that are slowly beginning to ripen, I think, that are growing below Gerald's tomato plants I brought this past spring. All right. And um, what I'd like to know is when do they get ripe? When do I pick them, I guess, is what I'm asking. Because I want to pick them when they're ripe so I can just bring them in and put them in the refrigerator to get cold and eat them. That's a $64,000 question, Bill. <laughs> so I'm only going to charge you a dollar. Uh, go, there's at least 20 different wives' tales on how to tell when a watermelon is ripe. Uh, I think the best of it is Google online. Some people will tell you looking at the stem. Some people will tell you looking at the color uh, that the, the side that's touching the ground is. Or as that color is changing, uh, is the key. Everybody that tells you about thumping, that's an individual. <laughs> My wife has it down pat. Or that she's a good thumper. Uh, she actually uses her knuckle uh, to some, tap it. Sometimes you can back up, and if you know the particular variety, uh, you can look up and see what what the you know they said seventy to eighty days or whatever the day length is on it. If you back back up to when you sowed the seeds, it's shocking how close that can be. Um, but ultimately, you're gonna have to pick one and try it. <laughs> and you pick one and, and you pick one and cut it open, and it's half right. Well, you've you've missed your window of time because in the same vein as that, if you let it get overripe, probably not gonna be very good either. So so that's uh. You know, for a person that's got a five-acre field with thousands of watermelons, experimenting around with four or five is not that big a deal. But if you only got a few, you kind of hate to waste the ones you got. But I would do a little looking online. But but usually the stem and the color underneath is the two things you see most people talk about in trying to make your best guess. I'd go to the state farmer's market and buy a, <laughs> buy a watermelon, get somebody there to, to who grows watermelons, to pick it out and and then discuss it and then you can you go back and and maybe you can do it too i i have heard that the little curlicue that goes out opposite the stem of the watermelon itself once it dies that's the time to cut it off uh that is something that you do here yeah uh as well uh so i what type of do you know what watermelon it is is it a small round one big long it's 
It, no, it's a, it's a not-so-small round one. I mean, it's probably 13 or 14 yeah. inches in diameter, and it's it's the striped kind. Striped kind. Uh, yeah. Because I, I thought it was the sweet whatever. Generally speaking, once you get to the middle of August, unless you were unbelievably late planting it, the, the watermelon should be ripe. Uh, okay. the, yeah, I, I've seen truckload after truckload coming into the farmer's market in, in this past week alone where pe- people just, you know, they, they've, they've got to get them out of the field because they're, they're ripe now. I mean, there are all kinds of people that do stuff to try to have them early because they can get more money for them. And some of these people that are trying to grow the gigantic ones, that takes long, longer. Uh, but I, I would think you would, should be getting suspiciously close to being ready to go. Okay. Okay. Thank you, sir. And uh, how do I get a hold of you in order to uh, give you some tomato seeds that uh, I want you to grow next spring? Uh, just go to just email me. You can always email me at Gerald and Henry's Plants at gmail dot com, and that's okay. and a n d Gerald and Henry's Plants at gmail dot com, and I, I'll get back up with you, and you will figure it out. Okay. Sounds good because I got those Corridabu seeds. Okay, all right. Well, we'll we'll add that too. And I have found one that somebody has said this is as good as that. So we'll have another really? one for you to try next year as well. Oh, brother, I'm your test pilot, huh? All right. Well, somebody's <laughs> got to be. Uh, he, yeah. Well, you you sell a lot of tomato plants and stuff out of the farm. At 135 so different varieties this past year, and yeah. that's that's about oh, the max I can do in my greenhouses. You came down from 160 before. Well, that that was I had more greenhouses to use then. So that I'm what I'm trying to do is is thin out to about 125. But then I'm always trying stuff, and then I try to get input every winter from people what they like because I always change it every year. But but shoot yeah. me an email, Bill. And we'll figure out how to get together. Will do. Thanks, Gerald. Appreciate it. You are. Thanks, Bill. Thank you all. Uh, yes, sir. Have Bye, you. Gerald. And Henry's Plants. Yep, dot com. You can go to my website, or you can email me at Gerald and Henry's Plants at gmail uh, dot com. All right, very good. Uh, Mark is in Clayton. Mark, good morning. You're on WPTF. Mike, how are you this morning? If I was any better, I wouldn't be able to live with myself, Mark. Oh my goodness! So I just uh, I, I love this show. Just a quick comment. Yep. The last time I spoke with you has been many moons ago. I was marked from Nashville, which I'm sure you know well. Um, I, I had to move away for a while, and one of the great things of moving back to the area is getting to listen to your show with the groups and Ann and, and everybody. It is such a great show. Well, Mark, you know, we uh, you're able, you, you should be able to pick us up online at WPTF.com most anyway, or in TuneIn Radio, some of those uh, apps. Uh, also, we have uh, – you can go to uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts and, and, and get all of that, too. So we, we've expanded. Worldwide. I Worldwide. I know, but it, it's nice to be back in the area. You're right about that. And uh, the, the show is just such a, a, a great service. Um, to well, thank you, Mark. In the area. Thank you so much. We we sure try and and uh, thank God for all the the people who listen. Thank thank God for the the people on the show, the experts like uh, Ann and 
and Gerald and, and Rufus and all the people who we've had on over the years. It, uh, I certainly couldn't do it by myself. I wouldn't want to listen to myself talk, even if I had the knowledge. But so it's fun to it's fun to have a group of people. I think. Yeah, yeah. And the listeners, and so we have so many listeners who are great gardeners and share their knowledge too. Yep, yep. Well, thank you for all you do. I'm I'm happy to be back in the area so I can listen on WTPF every Saturday morning. So you lived in Nashville at one time, Nashville, North Carolina. I am born and raised in Nashville. Knew your mother. Mm-hmm. I had had breakfast this morning with one of your old neighbors down the street. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? How about uh, that? Last name of Valentine. Uh, of a Valentine? Well, you yeah. you were you were eating high on the hog then with those folks. <laughs> they're the, they're the best around. Yeah, I grew yeah. up. I grew up with Mark Valentine and uh, Steve. Steve, uh, I didn't know as well. He was a little closer to my age, and uh, yeah. Phil is is uh, out in Nashville, Tennessee. He went into broadcasting. Yep. And uh, Beth, Beth was the baby, and I, I don't know Beth very well, but uh, her daddy, her mama and daddy, I knew them well. Uh, I, I I thought so much of them. Uh, Mr. Valentine was like a. A second father. In fact, I I interviewed him one time, and he says, uh, "Mike, I see you joined the fourth estate." He says, "I feel like I raised you." He was he was so eloquent and smart, and and uh, Miss Miss Betsy was something really something. He, I had breakfast with Mark this morning in, in Clayton. We just moved back to the area, and uh, so Mark and I had breakfast. And I told him, I said, "I'm going to call Mike Raley this morning." Yeah. Well, thank you so much for that, and and give Mark my best next time you see him. I I, I love love the Valentines. All right, man. Thanks. Yeah, thank you, Mark. Appreciate you so much calling. Call us again. All right. Bye bye. Ten forty four WPTF time. More of the weekend gardener straight ahead. You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. 1047, long-running sponsor, King's Auto Service. Uh, By golly, Uh, Dean Bailey. Now, King's goes way, way back to, you know, 1946, I think they they started. Dean was not there, but his uncle started it. And uh, he knows all about cars. One of the smartest people I know, regardless of uh, profession. But uh, Dean Dean's really good. Oh, he's, his folks are well-trained at King's, very convenient downtown uh, to get to. But heat is really tough. And I can remember Dean telling me that it was not the cold that messed up your battery. It was the heat from the summer before, for instance. If you've got any kind of problem with your battery – the heat is is the real problem and it can be hard on a lot of parts of your car the ac well you got to have that working properly don't you and that means that you've got to run it year round to keep the system lubricated well if you have problems with those or anything else go to king's auto service they'll check the ac they'll check the battery they'll check the hoses and belts and the tires, make sure all of that's running well. 
Those things are replaceable, but sometimes you don't know when the hose or belt is getting ready to break unless the belt's slipping or something, for instance. For those of you driving a hybrid vehicle, certified hybrid technicians at King's are ready to diagnose and give you available options for a high-voltage battery pack replacement. And you do have to replace them. They can last a long time. They, uh, I think the average is like 150,000 miles. But uh, they will replace one for less than the dealer will charge for replacement. Call Kings on Monday. Schedule a courtesy battery analysis. You won't be sorry about that. Kings Auto Service and Kings Correct Lube. Any part of the car, they can help you with it. Easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. Kings Automotive Service. Raleigh's most reliable auto care since 1946. Gerald, we haven't talked a lot about Gerald Adams is with us. Uh, Ann Clapp, uh, Rufus uh, had a, had an, another thing he had to do. Uh, man in demand is what they call him. Gerald, uh, what about tomatoes? We haven't really talked about tomatoes much this morning. Well, it's been an up and down kind of year. I've had, uh, I did a couple of things different, experimenting, always trying to find ways to make them more disease free. I won't go into detail on what I did, but it didn't work out as good. But I've had a good tomato season. I'm a, I'm through saving seed. I've saved, a, I just can't tell you how many seed I've saved from last year. I've had about, I'd say, the average number of complaints disease wise. So I think more or less it's been. Pretty average, not a horrific disease year. There's never going to be a disease free for us. I will say that I tried a number of new varieties this year. Uh, Rufus gave me his checklist when I came in this morning. <laughs> Last time I, I dropped off some off by his house, and he grades them from A, A minus, B plus, <laughs> B on down the line. And I can go ahead and tell you, I knew already that there was going to be two or three of them that he was going to really like. Got an A, an A minus, and a B plus. So those three I will be right. adding into the repertoire. And one of those he tried was was a cross I, I grew out, uh, something that Craig LaHoulier had done last year that I really liked. So it's always interesting trying new things. Uh, the, I, the guy called in earlier this morning and said we just had, didn't know what to do, had so many tomatoes and peppers. Well, that sounds like a wonderful problem to have. It certainly You is. make lots of friends when you got more stuff you've grown you can eat when you start passing them out. That's right. Major Dave up in Virginia has a big garden. In fact, he bought him a tractor. Right. So, and that's a snazzy tractor, snazzy Kubota. But he, he grows a lot of stuff and shares it with uh, homeless shelters and, and food banks and, and so forth. And uh, it's I, nice to share. I think people that have, A, the time to do it. Uh, two, are willing to go through all the aggravation that's involved with it in time, keeping things watered and uh, all that. Uh, it, there's a lot of reward from one being successful. And then two, I don't know how much more reward you can find than providing something, you know, food for someone like that. So there's, there's the, the pluses way out, you know, way outweigh the minuses, even though tomatoes can be very difficult to grow because there's so many diseases in our part of the world uh, that can attack them. Uh, so j- don't give up if you've had a bad year. Uh, you know, email me, uh, go on my website. There's a thing where I answer questions on there. Uh, I, it's a continual education. I've been growing them all my life. I learn something new every year. <laughs> 
the uh, did, did you grow most of them in in hay bales, containers? Every contain every tomato I grew this year was in a container of some site for conventional tomatoes. And when I say conventional, uh, better boy Cherokee Purple Sun Gold, a plant that you can grow six foot tall or more easily. I grew in 25-gallon nursery pots. Uh, tomatoes from the Dwarf Tomato Project, I grew in 15-gallon pots. But every single one of those I grew in pots this year. I've started doing that because, one, I start with fresh soil every year, and I sanitize the pots. I've found that's one way to dodge some of the disease issues. And where I'm able to grow them at now, I have a patio at work. Uh, that I grow them on. I can keep an eye on them pretty easily now. So, And it's fenced in and the deer can't get to them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's you got to have an eight-foot fence. That, that's, that's right. Uh, you've either got to have a tall fence or you've got to have a solid fence. I'm told deer are not likely to jump a fence where they can't see where they're going to land. On the other That's side. That's smart. So, so sometimes <laughs> I kind of have the same <laughs> self-preservation. And so sometimes you can have a, a a fence that deer could jump, but if it's got like the slats and a chain link fence or yeah. solid wood fence, mm. they may not jump over it because they can't see. Yeah. where they're going to land on the other side. But, yes, that's uh, this day and age, it's already hard enough to grow tomatoes as it is. I don't want to have to fight with the deer. Rufus says he didn't have a good year because he was not diligent about cleaning his pots, uh, containers properly. That's right. I take a little Clorox solution every year and, and, and drop all my pots in that to wrench them out. I start with fresh soil every year. Something else that people don't do uh, that's more prevalent, I think, is removing the disease leaves off of them because many of those fungal diseases, those leaves are going to have disease spores in them that can jump to the other healthy leaves and your other healthy plants. What so, kind of soil do you use? Uh, I actually use uh, a it's a Jolly Gardener CB soil that I get from White Quarles. It would be very – it's a – uh, pretty much a garden soil. It would be very similar to like the Miracle Grow soil or potting mix that you grow. It's got perlite and spangle moss. And Wyatt Quarles, for it. the folks who don't know, is a local company that's well over a hundred years old. They're based in Garner, and everything they sell is good. Yes, and they all of your so many of your uh, in the locally owned nurseries and hardware stores they supply all across the state and i know i don't know how many other states to go into now but they've been around a long time i just happen to like it's the same soil that i use to put in our annual flower beds mm-hmm. that we plant every year in the containers that i grow my flowers in so uh, there are three or four that i could mention that i like just as good that just happens to be the one that i'm using right now and is uh smidgen cheaper than a couple of the other ones that are out there yeah so soil is is very soil and and cleanliness you know i'm i'm going to write a book one of these days uh i've people for 20 years have been trying to get me to so yeah i mean you you had uh, you you also uh are a photographer and you had i know you wanted to do a photography I've probably got 25,000 pictures. Uh, Every bed I've ever planted that I liked how it looked, I've Mm -hmm. got pictures. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And that goes from vegetables right on up through flowers of anything you can name. But uh, I've started an outline two or three different times. So I put a title over the outline, It's the Dirt Stupid. Uh, So Mm -hmm. I don't care what you're growing 
It's a good you title. If you don't have the soil right, you are either going to have failure or nowhere near the success that you could have had is the most important thing, period. I'm going to try and figure out how to have a weekend gardener cookbook since mm-hmm. we haven't had to ask your neighbor in a long time. I've talked about it for years. That's something I want to do before yeah. I, I uh, hang it up as a broadcaster and uh, and leave the show. Well, so I'm I, willing to sample all the stuff well, that goes in Don't you in there. have any recipes? I'll have to do some. I'll have to get to scrambling. All right. Well, there you'll, would be you'll some, have to be a part of that. There's some Grandmother Adams ones that, That's I, could, fine. that, that, that I could probably pull out. That's fine. That's, there's no problem with that. Boy, talking about great broadcasters, Ken Tanner is with us, the legendary Ken Tanner. Morning, Ken. We have a couple of minutes before uh, we sign off, but good morning. I uh, I actually am so old that I know Granny Adam. They, uh, you know, they asked the old lady in the store about uh, uh, her age, and she said, listen, Sonny, I don't even let bananas ripen. (laughs) 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 Because they're going to get, hey, uh, no matter who you are or think you are, the size of your funeral will depend upon the weather. Okay. <laughs> that's that. true. Yeah. That's that's very true. <laughs> Ken, are you doing okay? Well, I am in rest hospital today. Oh, uh, been here about a week. Uh, they're doing uh, a lot of tests, and uh, we'll get back uh, before long. Well, you sound good. I'm I'm sure they're taking good care of you, and I'm sure they'll wrap this up quickly. Oh, they will. They certainly will. I wanted to just say hi to everybody. I'll let you know that I have you in mind. I uh, we got about one minute, Ken. I thoroughly enjoyed that baseball game the other night. Oh, I did too. They did uh, that perfectly. Every minute of it. Uh, uh, I usually don't watch pregame shows, but I watched every minute of it. It was wonderful. Yeah, I Great hope they were able to to replay it somehow. Great night for broadcast and baseball. You know, uh, Kevin Costner came to the Bulls for our reunion of Bull Durham, and he was as cordial as he seemed. Very nice guy. What a wonderful thing, yeah. And uh, I just wanted to pass that along. And, and it was a good good American blow for baseball, no matter what your political view. It was a great, great night. Well, Ken, I I wish we had more time for you. I'm glad you got in, and and uh, we'll we'll certainly say a prayer and make sure you you get out of uh, Rex, Rex Hospital soon. I'm sure they'll take good care of you. Well, you know that's the thing that does it. Uh, you uh, a little prayer, and he'll take you through it. Thank you, Ken. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Take care, brother Gerald, Miss Ann, Jason. Thank you very much. Thanks to our listeners. God love you. We'll see you next week.